Welcome to Practically Christian Podcast, a ministry of Sin Church. This is a podcast dedicated to taking all that information you got all up in your brain and giving you real practical application. Hello, and thank you for downloading this episode of Practically Christian. Um, I just want to take a minute before we even get started and just say thank you. Thank, thank you for you. the support you guys are giving. Thank you for the rating, the downloading, the comments, and and in case you don't listen all the way to the end, and I know there's no one that does that because it's so engaging that you probably are like, man, I can't believe it's over. But for those who don't listen to all the way to the end, if you need more information, just check out sent.church. So now that that's done being way. plugged, <laughs> I was at a outdoor movie in the park. Remember when we went to light up and I'm not going to say where. Yes. Um, and it's not that I'm embarrassed by where it was. It was a city. Um, but I don't want to call out because I'm going to say something that happened to that night and I didn't want to call out any names. Um, but there was a woman sitting in front of us who had two teenage sons and they had food trucks there and like, it was a little bit of a walk to go get it. Yes. And this lady obviously didn't want to walk and go get it. So she sent one of her sons to go get the food. And I mean, there's literally hundreds of people and there's three food trucks. It's going to take a second. Right. Actually one, one of them ran out of food. Right. Within like the first 30 minutes. And so they, you had to wait for them to make more. And I really wanted empanadas. So when he finally got back, she starts yelling at him. I mean, like just berating him because he got like the wrong food. Oh, I wasn't there for that part of it. And I mean, it wasn't just like a stern talking to. She was like going at him really badly and in front of everyone there. And like this, this kid's just looking around like, oh, really? We're doing this now, mom? Um, and she finally worked herself up into a tizzy and after about two minutes, she threw the food on the ground. Oh my gosh. Like stormed off and was like, I'm going to, I'll just do it myself. And my first thought was you would have saved yourself time, a lot of time just going and doing it yourself to begin with. And frustration, right? How old was the kid if you had to guess? Like Uh, somewhere, you know, 15, somewhere in there. But you would, yeah, you would have saved a lot of frustration. You would have saved a lot of time. Um, just by going and getting it for yourself. Right. And, and it made me seriously, my second thought was, you know, how many people out there are struggling to have kids? Right. Oh, I know quite a few. Mm-hmm. How many people, you know, like go through the adoption process and, and we forget, you know, Psalm 127 tells us that, you know, children are a gift from God. Yes. And no, it, it doesn't always feel that way when you're a parent. I mean, there are times where you're like. Oh What's the return policy on this? <laughs> but um, but instead of judging this woman, I was looking at my own life and I saw how many times I was that woman. Right. And not that I'm a woman. Well, no, but overreacting but, or. Yeah, but acting like her, you know, and whether it was in the middle of a store or a restaurant or. Even at home. Because, I mean, no one likes to be embarrassed. Like, no. so when you go out to a restaurant and your kids, like, you're that family. Right. You know, where you're, everyone else is looking around like. Please make your child stop screaming. Right. You know, and it just, how many times have I been that mom? You have not been that mom. You have that, been that, that dad. Yes, that, Why don't yes, you just say I'm that the, parent? That person. Yeah, that parent. parent. Yeah, I'll go with that route. Where I was that parent, and I'm making a big scene, and I'm embarrassing probably you. I definitely am embarrassing myself. And But I don't think you care if you're embarrassing yourself. It, it depends. You know, <clears throat> Romans one sixteen. I am not ashamed right, of the gospel. Right, but that's the gospel. 
You know, it is the power of salvation, so I'll never be embarrassed that way. But, you know, yeah, there are times where I've yelled at the kids and I've been like, mm, Maybe I, mean, I should not have done that. Yeah. Right. Like, that that was... Now other parents are looking at me going, you oh. know, I was at the restaurant. There was this guy. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I've been in that position. And, see, the practically Christian, they believe that we have kids to serve us. Oh, yes. You know, yes, and I know all about that. It's your kid. It's go get me this. Go get me that. Serve me. Yes. You know, and... That is kind of a, a twisted view of what kids is, but it makes us feel good because it gives us almost complete control over another person. Right. There's another word for this, too. Dictatorship. No? Yeah, but keep going. Like, what other words you got? I know you don't have a th- thesaurus <laughs> on you, but what other words you got? For that type of behavior? hmm Evil, sinful. Maybe think America pre-Civil War. Slavery? Yes. Oh. You know, and, and really the driving point behind that is it's not even I'm lazy and don't want to do my job. It's I want to have control over someone else because I want to be God. Essentially, it does come down to, right, being glorified yourself. And you're using your children to glorify you. Is that what you're saying? That's the way you're looking at it? Yeah, because they sit here and go, well, if my kid's perfect, then that means I'm perfect, too. If they do it just the right way. But Right. Like, you go out to dinner, and your kids use the right fork, and, like, right. everything is perfect, then that means you're perfect as a parent, because look how awesome your you are raising are. them. Right. You know, see how good my DNA is. And you know what? We've been on both sides of... Um... Of the coin, we've gone out where I thought to myself, I will never, ever go out ever again with these kids. And then we've gone out where people have said, wow, your kids are awesome. And yeah, I do feel a little, I don't know if pride's the right word, but I feel really, really good when parents, other parents say stuff like that. Right. And I, and, and that's what it really boils down to. It's, I'm sitting here going, if, if you're complimenting my kids, it's because they're so awesome. Because of me. Right. So really and truly, you're putting me on a pedestal of some sort. Right. And it has so very little to do with the child. Right. And, you know, and what does the Bible call us to do when it comes to parenting? And, and I'm so glad that you asked that. You're like a mind reader. Because Proverbs 22, 6 says what? However, train a child up in the way they should go. And they will not depart from it. Right. And if anyone... And that's good in bad ways, so... Well, it means that we first should show them how to be and then discuss why they are that way later. Right. Like the instance of that particular situation you were talking about. <clears throat> Hopefully that young man grows and learns from that experience and doesn't perpetuate the cycle. And I mean, she could have just been having an off day. I have no idea. But hopefully he grows and doesn't do that. Right. And another illustration would be like, if I'm yelling at JT or or one of the girls and I'm like, your room is disgusting, your room's a pigsty, you need to get your room clean. Right. But then I walk into our room and our room is, you know, messy and disgusting or a pigsty. Right. Really what I'm telling them is do what I say, not what I do. I'm not modeling behavior they should show. You're not leading by example. No, I'm just sitting in here going, you're going to go do this because Because I told you to go do this. Yeah. And, And that is not 
good in any way, shape, or form because you're teaching more than just clean your room. You're you're teaching, and and it's a good thing to be neat and organized and, and tidy. And yeah, that, I mean that's good, right? But. You're teaching them improper conflict resolution because... Right, it's much deeper than just clean your room because I said so. Right, I'm not sitting here going, okay, you know, here are reasons why you need to have a clean room. So you could find stuff, so, you know, you're you're organizing not just your things, but you're organizing your train of thought. And, like, right. we're not talking about all that, but, but I'm telling them, no, instead, I'm going to use my power... To dominate over you. I am bigger, I hold authority over you... And therefore, you're going to do what I tell you to do or else. Right. And then I'm shocked when my kid goes to school and there's someone littler or, you know, younger or maybe they're they're safety patrol and they feel they have this little bit of authority. And now they're going to use that same conflict resolution because where where did they learn that? Right. At At the house. Right. Like, I mean, and, and you obviously being my wife and we've been together 18 years now, I mean, you know... Pretty much my story and my family, I mean, they're your in-laws. Right. Um, and I came from a blended family. Like, my dad died when I was very young, and my mom remarried. And and my dad, that, anytime you ever hear me say my dad, that's who I'm talking about. The one that raised you. Right. I mean, and, you know, being from a blended family and seeing how many similarities you and him dad have. and right, I have, right. you know, where I do stuff and people are like... Man, that is so your father. You know, I'm a huge believer in nurture over nature. Right. You know, yeah, my genes may control some, how I look, what color my eyes are, how How tall I am. Right. But they don't control my actions. Where did I learn my actions? Well, I learned them from first my family. Right. You know, and. And you do have a lot of similarities to your dad. Right, and the other thing I'm teaching, if if I'm just yelling at them and my room's messy, is I'm teaching you how to be a great hypocrite. You know, and isn't that right. the first go-to with people when you're like, hey, why don't you come to church with me? Oh, I don't go to church. It's full, full of, of hypocrites. hypocrites. Which is true. Right, but they should fit right in because, I mean, right. they're a hypocrite. But in all of that, the other thing is I'm teaching that behavior and I'm modeling that behavior. Without really saying it. Without saying that it's okay to be a hypocrite, you're showing them it's okay to be a hypocrite. Right. In the do as I say, not as I do. And you know what? Before, like, we get all these emails about how you were beat growing up and how, like, your parents were terrible, but, like, you were an awesome and successful person. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be firm with your child. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I I spank my child, like, when the situation warrants it. um, I'm I'm definitely not a, okay, let's go to timeout and think about this parent. But we should all have those areas of no man's land, too, where these are rules that you're never, like, you do this, that's it. This is the hill I will die on. Mm -hmm. And, um, but punishment and discipline are different things. And the Bible speaks a lot. Right. And, and, I mean, apparently our kids still have a hard time distinguishing between the two. But, but the, the, the definitions we give our kids are discipline is done out of love. Right. And I genuinely want you to get this because it's going to help you out later in life. Right. Where punishment is done because I'm angry and I want to hurt you. Right, right. And And the world might hand down a punishment to them if they are not trained the right way. And that's another reason I think it's important to raise them up in the way they should go. Because we can't always be with them everywhere they go. Right. 
You know, and a spanking is, should never be done out of anger. It should no. never be done to hurt. Um, and when we do this, we lose, actually, all control over the situation. Because where do you have to go now? You have to keep going up. Yeah, but where on that continuum, you've got to now physical contact. Where do you go from there? You can't go anywhere else from there. Right. A harder spanking. And, and now we're getting into that abuse. area of abuse. Right. And, you know, your child really isn't learning that way. And you want them to grow to be successful and function in society. And, you know, I know it's kind of morbid, but I was thinking if if I died right now, what have my children learned about living in society? What have they learned about taking care of themselves? Did they just learn that they were scared that they didn't do, if they didn't do something, they were going to get a spanking? Or do they understand why they have to do something? Which I'm still working on and it's still a process. But thankfully, it's getting better. Right. And you as the parent, you need to be respected. And your child should have a very healthy fear of you. Right. But you are not the dictator of your child's life. And they shouldn't be scared of you. They shouldn't wake up every day going, oh, geez, what's going to happen today? Think fear in the same way, biblically speaking, is, is to be in awe of and a deep respect for. Right. You know, but your child is their own human being. And and get they will ultimately do what they want to do. You know, and if you don't believe this, just look at your own childhood. Look at all the spankings and the beatings and oh, yeah. how hard your parents were. But, but in the end, didn't you make all your decisions? I did what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it. It didn't matter. You know, did you ever skip school or stay up too late or yes. sneak out of the house? Yes. You know, you stole things. You started smoking. Yep. You know, you fill in the blank with whatever. You... Did that. The bottom line is no one can make you do anything you don't want to do. Oh, wait. But there's that question that you have been asked. I know. What What if if someone someone has a gun to your head and they're telling you you have to do something or you will die? Just by definition of that sentence, you have or in there, which implies right off the bat you have that choice. (laughs) Because we were asked that by one of our children. You know... And and I've been asked that by adults, too. Because, like, Mm -hmm. this is not something that I'm only applying to my children. This is something, like, in counseling. And, you know, I make sure that this stuff is, like, right off the top. You know, you're the one, ultimately, who chooses how your life goes. Right. You know, and even if someone did have a gun, I mean, here's your choices. You can can try to fight them. You can die. Say no and die. You can do whatever they tell you to. But ultimately, you make the choice. Right. You have that power. I am not saying that you can live your best life now and seven like, steps don't to under, Yeah, don't understand power on, or misunderstand power on that. But ultimately, the choice is yours, and you alone are the one that's going to make that choice. Right. You know, and your child is the same way. Like ultimately, yes, I could go. Hey, if you don't do this, I will spank you with my belt. My child has chosen to get the spanking with the belt because whatever it was, they wanted to do that more than they feared being spanked with the belt. And I think, I know in different cultures and different parenting styles, having respect for your child is, is kind of lost some, sometimes. And I think some parents think that if they respect their child or if their child is aware of that level of respect, they'll lose control. Does that make sense? 
what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and don't get me wrong, and we'll have another podcast on like helicopter parenting and and where we make children our god. Um because that definitely happens and, no, no, and that's on the about, other side of that pendulum switch. I'm talking about respecting them as a as a person. Yeah, but but like understanding like even if you are gonna spank them or you're reprimanding them, you're still having respect for them as a person. They're not some ragdoll to just get verbally abused or thrown around. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. It I does. just want to make sure I said it the right way. And another aspect of, of what we're talking about, even going back to discipline and discipline being done out of love is like Hebrews 12 and Proverbs 3.12, um, both talk about God disciplining those he loves. Right. You know, and discipline is done to grow. So like we are disciplined and it was hard for me at first and, you know, especially, and this is a whole nother topic, but like, you know, cause we think in a win lose kind of paradigm. Right. And what we think is. Well, I did something bad. Now God is mad at me, and, and he's therefore I'm not me. Right. right. And that's not what those verses are talking about. Those verses, again, if the ultimate end is to conform to the image of Jesus, then yeah, God is going to discipline us to get us closer to that image. But it's not, oh, you didn't listen to me, so I'm going to take away your car. No, it's like pruning the tree. Right. Pruning the vines. You know, the whole point is. To correct wrong behavior, not because it embarrasses us in public, but because we love them and we want to set up their future. Right. We want to see them better. And and God looks at it the same way. He's going, I love you so I mean, I love you so much that while you were yet sinners, I died for you. He wants us to be able to live that life. Um, and anytime we discipline our kids, this is what we should think. You know, are we building up our child or are we tearing them down? Right. Are we hurting them or are we helping them? You know, and stop being mad at your kids, too. Like, they're not what ruins your life. Because unless you, like, and, and I get there are very few situations. You knew what it took to create a child. Right. I get accidents happen. Man, but we've heard some horror stories but, on cho- children being spoken to. And and remember, though, like, they never asked to be born. Right. You know, people have been having babies since Adam, and, and the process is still pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, I know there's advances in medicine there to are. help people who couldn't conceive naturally, mm-hmm. but... but um, Still takes the same ingredients. Yeah. You want to have fun and sow your wild oats, but it is ultimately not your choice to have kids, then don't. Right. Pick something, pick another hobby. Learn to whittle wood. Go play golf. You know, I thought it was good for man... And wouldn't leave me like this. If that, you know, you're sitting here going, I thought he was a good man. He wouldn't leave me, you know. I thought we were doing this. Well, you thought wrong. But ultimately, it's still not your child's fault. So stop taking out all those feelings on them. And men, stand up and be a dad. Amen. Like, you can't get along with your woman. I get it. You know, sometimes they're hard to deal with. You guys had to go your separate ways. It happens. It's not ideal, but it happens. But that that shouldn't stop you from being a dad. No, you should still man up. The statistics are off the charts on yep. what children without fathers in the home and children without fathers around are. And we'll do a Practically Dad podcast later. Like, like you're practically a dad. But not really. But until next week, I challenge you, spend some time with your kids. You know, enjoy being around them. Remember that they won't be little for long. You know, eventually they're going to grow up. So until next time, for more information, 
You can go to send.church. You can email. Um, don't forget to share, download, like, rate, comment. You know, have a great week. Bye, guys. We love you. Thank you for listening to Practically Christian Podcast. Please rate, comment, and share because we cannot do this without all of your love and support. For more information, go to sent.church. Until next week, keep running the race set before you, and we love you.